Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the Cast, we talk about the Hawks' MLK Day game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, in which they won 108-97. Talk about the Hawks' jerseys in court, Vince Carter joining the broadcast booth with Bob and Neek, Clint Capella having a huge game, and DeAndre Hunter having a huge game as well. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Hawks went out and got a win, and they beat a team they're supposed to beat. You know, they kind of shook off that West Coast trip that they had, and it was really nice for the Hawks to get a 108-97 to win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. To be able to be featured on one of the NBA's marquee holidays, Martin Luther King Day, to debut some new jerseys and a new court, and really play pretty well. They didn't play perfectly by any means, but to play well enough to get a win was huge for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Speaking of the court, the Hawks had a special court for Martin Luther King Day, including a Hawks logo that had a stained glass design in the middle of the court that was just stunning. Their jerseys looked awesome on TV. Um, The gold and white and black just with MLK emblazoned across their chest was just really good looking. I really like the shorts. I got to get a pair of those shorts at some point, but um, the shorts with the stars up the side and the black and gold and white. But the presentation was awesome, and I thought, you know, adding Vince Carter to the broadcast booth was really nice. This is his second time joining Neek and Bob there. He was a really welcome addition. I thought, especially towards the end of the game, it was really cool to see um, Vince's insight on that. Uh, We had DeAndre Hunter dunk the ball extremely hard, and he had to go out the game because he actually injured his wrist on that dunk, and to hear Neek and Vince go back and forth talking about you know, if you don't dunk a lot of the time, you can hurt yourself doing that. And it was uh, Vince being so close with his team as well, talking about both DeAndre Hunter and Kevin Herter and what he was hoping to see from them um, after last year. It was just really great to have Vince Carter join Bob and Neek in the booth. Um, Clint Capella had a huge game and DeAndre Hunter had a huge game. But what really kept this game close and prevented the Hawks from having an even a uh, smoother victory was the turnovers, and we'll get to that. But first, let's look at some of the uh, notable – let's look at how the teams did themselves. Um, it was kind of a slower-paced game. I think the turnovers had a lot to do with that, and there weren't a lot of shots, and it, there was some frenetic pace. The Hawks got up by as many as 15 and then weren't able to hold that lead. But um, looking at the shooting percentages, they weren't that different. The Hawks shot 47% from the field – going 37 from 79, while Minnesota shot 40%, 36 of 91. The big difference in shooting wasn't at the three-point line where both teams shot about 38%, but at the free-throw line. The Hawks got to the free-throw line 25 times and made all but two of those, and Minnesota was only able to get to the line 16 times, and a lot of that was to the credit of John Collins and Clint Capella. The Hawks had eight blocks as a team, Um, and they were doing a really good job of kind of owning the paint. Now, there was no Carl Anthony Towns for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Unfortunately, he was diagnosed or he tested positive for the coronavirus, and um, they didn't have Hernan Gomez as well, one of their other forwards, so they were starting Nas Reed. And Before going any further, I want to say that 
here in Atlanta, we've grown to love John Collins, like to jack his shorts up and, and wear short shorts. Nas Reed is taking it to another level. And in fact, the entire uh, Minnesota Timberwolves team kind of wears their shorts uh, really short. They have a couple of really uh, tall, lanky guys. Jared Vanderbilt's another one, but Nas Reed is a seven foot center and he is wearing shorts even shorter than John Collins, which is, I just found to be impressive. But um, Collins and Capella did a really good job of owning the paint. John Collins, I mean, I don't know if it was just the time of the game, it being on Martin Luther King Day, just wanting to get a win, but he skied for a monster block in this game and he also skied for a massive alley oop off the pass of Kevin Herter in this game. Um, but it was wonderful to see the Hawks really kind of control the paint and do it without fouling as much. An interesting quirk of this game is actually Trey Young almost fouled out, um, which is not the norm. You don't normally see Trey get five fouls, but there was early in the third quarter, Trey wasn't able to to have a very huge uh, stand out there before Goodwin came in because he picked up his fifth, his fourth foul. Um, so. Just John Collins and Clint Capella on the defensive end did a really nice work. And then if we're talking about Hunter, uh, we're talking about defense on the Hawks, kind of had to slip there, you're going to talk about DeAndre Hunter. And to get into Hunter's game, he just played wonderful. He played 37 minutes, 8 of 15 from the field, 3 of 6 from three-point line. He got to the free throw line for seven attempts there, made six of those. Ended the game with 25 points, four rebounds, two assists, and three steals. He ended up getting a technical foul, which we don't see from DeAndre Hunter a lot because he thought he had a clean block. And to see him playing with such confidence, really playing his pace out there on the court and to just continue to put up really big numbers for a second-year player, number four overall pick. The Hawks traded a ton to get him. But it's just great to see Hunter to go out there and play and play as effectively as he did. He got matched up on D'Angelo Russell a little bit, who was really the only um, Minnesota Timberwolf who had anything going in this game. But Hunter just continues to to impress, to be a monster on the defensive side of the ball, and to see his offense come as far as it has has been wonderful. After the game, he got to have the post game interview. Vince talked him to talked to him a little bit about just how asking him what he did this summer and what he was really working on and. DeAndre talked about he really wanted to work on his handle and being able to handle the basketball um, when he goes in and drives. And I think just the consistent six to eight attempts at the free throw line that DeAndre is getting really show he's being much more aggressive and not just settling for three-pointers, but really kind of imposing as well. Um, His technical, again, came on a block on the defensive side of the ball, and he got it. Vince was talking about how DeAndre Hunter didn't think he was getting that foul call on the offensive side of the ball. And then when he does the same thing that the officials are not calling on the, on offense, he's getting called for it on defense. And Vince liked seeing um, DeAndre showing that kind of emotion. And so just a really great game for DeAndre Hunter. Again, Clint Capella had a just fantastic game. I think one of the most important things for him is he played 39 minutes. Um, Clint Capella has come back and he's slowly ramped up, but he's just way more athletic than for a seven footer or six eleven um, guy than I really took him credit. Him and John Collins do a great job of getting up and down the floor, and it leads to a lot of easy buckets for the Hawks. He had one um, dunk today where he got up the court, 
he was so far ahead that Solomon Hill threw it ahead and um, Clint Capella was actually running backwards, got the ball, turned around and dunked it. And you just don't see a lot of centers be able to make that play. Um, so along with those 39 minutes, Capella was 10 of 16 from the field, made all of his free throws for 23 points. He had 15 rebounds, three blocks, and two steals. He did have four turnovers. The turnovers were the big problem for the Hawks against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They ended the game with 24 turnovers um, that turned into uh, they turned into or 26 turnovers that turned into 26 points for the Timberwolves. And if the Hawks hadn't had those turnovers this game would have been a blowout for sure but the Hawks were unable to take care of the ball and I thought um in the turnovers weren't limited to one, any one player Trey had six turnovers DeAndre Hunter had six turnovers Capella had four turnovers um everybody was contributing on the turnover train it wasn't just limited to any one player it was just not really taking care of the ball and um you know, the passing was wonderful. You talk about all those turnovers. The Hawks had a uh, season-high 32 assists, which is just incredible. Harkens back to the 60-win uh, Hawks team. Um, so 32 assists is great, but we got to cut down on the turnovers. Just as the turnovers were a team-wide problem, the assists were uh, spread across the whole team as well. Trey Young led the charge there, no surprise. He had 13 assists. Trey was also 3 of 8 from the field, 2 of 5 from three-point land. He hit back-to-back super deep threes, which was really encouraging, and it felt like Trey Young was back after his slump on the West Coast. Um, unfortunately, after he hit those back-to-back threes, Trey got a little bit in highlight mode. Um, and I think the Hawks really feel good when they're rolling and start doing a lot of these uh, ambitious passes that sometimes it's just like, you know, guys, y'all built this 15-point lead doing things very deliberately or in this one fashion. You don't need to turn into an all-star game or whatever, but it's hard to really get mad at a team that's also, I was reminded on the broadcast tonight, how young the Hawks are. The Timberwolves and the Hawks are the top two teams in percentage of points scored by players who are 25 and under. And I do think I forget how young the Hawks are, but uh, they can sometimes get real excited about how well they're playing and kind of, uh, play a little too loose, but Trey had 20 points on that two, three of eight shooting. He got to the free throw line 13 times, really big for him. Um, Anthony Edwards, the University of Georgia product, had a tough time. He got called for a couple of those fouls. Malik Beasley, another Atlanta product, got called for a couple of fouls against Trey, and he sort Trey just kind of found his game. And his passing is just he had a couple of no look passes couple of hit-ahead passes that he got his teammates real easy looks. But 20 points, 13 assists. He had three steals. Like I said, he had five fouls. He was a little bit in foul trouble, which is not normal for Trey. Um, and he also had six turnovers. Um, but a nice bounce back after that really tough West Coast trip. I thought the game against Portland, Trey played a little bit better. But I think this was definitely a much better performance from Trey Young. John Collins, man, with the ascension of Clint Capella, John Collins has seen his shot attempts kind of fall a little bit, but that does not. the Hawks need to really focus on getting the ball to John Collins. The Baptist played 36 minutes. He was 6 of 8 from the field, only took two threes, made one of them. He needs to get that up to four attempts. I'm going to keep harping on that. He was 2 of 2 from the free throw line for 15 points. The team was plus 22 when John Collins was on the court. 
He was just really, really active this game. He had four rebounds, two assists, and four blocks. When you're getting John Collins getting four blocks, you know, it's just wonderful to see. His defense was something that a lot of people, myself included, um, were worrying about. His offense has always been there. He has such a good stroke. He's really high efficiency. Um, and this year he's added this this Euro step that he goes and has this reverse just Euro step. And to see a big man do that is amazing. And his alley-oops, his massive dunks are things of beauty. But his defense, him getting four blocks is just a lot of fun to watch. And his energy, you know, John wasn't able to get a contract done this offseason, an extension. That has not had any let up in John Collins. He plays on the court He's just doing what the Hawks ask him. I would, I think he's being a little bit too unselfish. I think he's trying to get Clint Capella involved, and sometimes those big-to-big passes, I wish John would just go up and get fouled or go up and throw the dunk down, but I can't really be too down on a guy for trying to get his teammates involved. Kevin Herter stepped into the starting lineup again. Uh, Cam Reddish, unfortunately, wasn't able to go, and Herter had a nice game. None of the starters scored fewer than 15 points, and Kevin Herter had... 17 points on 7 of 16 shooting. He was 3 of 8 from the three-point line. Eight assists. One of those assists was the beautiful lob to John Collins. And Kevin had four steals. Now, his steals, Kevin is getting into passing lanes and really being disruptive. He's got to work on uh, finishing these steals. He had They had one awesome fast break. He had a steal. He passed it up to John Collins. DeAndre Hunter was trailing and... JC passed it to Hunter for the slam and won, but um, sometimes Kevin Herter will get the steal and then kind of not know what to do with the ball, and I think I'd just like to see him attack. He didn't have any free throw attempts, and that's really the next step for Kevin is to start getting some free throw attempts, um, but he still manages to get into that paint, and like he's working on that floater to drop over the bigs. The Hawks had a short bench. Um, Coach Pierce is consistently played nine guys a game and the guys off the bench for the Hawks were Solomon Hill, Rondo, Brandon Goodwin, and Tony Snell. Tony Snell had a really important little stint of time at the end of the first quarter when the Hawks had played really well but allowed the Timberwolves to get back in the game. Tony Snell came in, he broke up a fast break that the Timberwolves were unable to score any points on and then hit Tony hit a corner three to pushed the lead, Hawks lead up to four at the end of the first quarter. And I thought his minutes were really big. He ended up hitting both of his three-pointers that he took. He kind of knows where he's supposed to be on the floor, and he's a solid defender. So it was nice to see Tony Snell come in and make a contribution. Goodwin didn't have one of his best nights shooting the ball, but he was the backup point guard for most of the game. Um, he was one of ten from the field, had two points, two assists, and two steals. And when the Hawks are only getting eight, points off the bench that's brutal this bench has really got to be a strength for the Hawks and again they were outscored the Timberwolves outscored bench outscored the Hawks bench but um, it was enough for the Hawks to get a win so the Hawks just did a really wonderful job especially at the end of the game of executing and keeping this game out of reach kind of looking at the quarter to quarter uh, totals for this game the Hawks had a you know after having such a struggle on the west coast of scoring, the Hawks had over 20 points for every quarter and, in fact, had 29 in the first quarter, 29 in the second quarter, 20 in the third quarter, and then finished the game with 30 points. So a lot of high-scoring quarters and a lot of consistency along there where 
on that West Coast trip, there wasn't quite that consistency. Um, down the stretch, it became a close game, closer than it should have been. And in fact, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, Minnesota made a run to tie the game um, before the Hawks were able to really stretch the lead back up. And the Hawks figured out a play that started working where Kevin Herter would come up and set a screen for Trey. Then Clint Capella would set a screen now that there had been a switch and Trey would roll to the basket with Clint Capella and the Hawks just went to that and Timberwolves could not figure it out. Out of that, Trey Young got a layup. Clint Capella got a wraparound pass from Trey for points and Kevin Herter got a three-pointer where Trey faked the pass and was able to give it to Kevin Herter. Um, Vince Carter called out this play. It was pretty awesome for him to call it out on the broadcast. And then to see the Hawks really find something that works and then just continue going to it until the Timberwolves could get a stop, which they weren't able to, you know, was pretty, pretty awesome to see. Now the Timberwolves were not at first full strength, so it wasn't, um, against the, the best that the Timberwolves had to offer, but to see the Hawks kind of really execute down the stretch, which had been a, um, something coach Pierce had wanted them to do in these previous games was really good to see for the Timberwolves. They got some nice performances from D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley. Again, Malik Beasley is from the Atlanta area, so I'm sure he wanted to show out. But um, D'Angelo Russell ended up with 31 points on 11 of 22 shooting. He was 6 of 13 from three-point line. He had three rebounds, seven assists, and four steals. Um, Malik Beasley had 15 points, five rebounds, and three assists. And then Anthony Edwards, this was the first time the Hawks got to see Ant-Man, he had 12 points, five rebounds, two assists. Again, he had some rookie moments where Trey got him to reach in and and drew a foul. And um, Also, Ant-Man had some attempts at the basket where he was met by uh, Clint Capella and John Collins and wasn't able to draw a foul or finish the basket. Um, But this was just a wonderful win for the Hawks, especially an important win after going out and not getting one on the West Coast. The Hawks have uh, the Detroit Pistons and then they go and play at Minnesota. So one thing I would be looking for in that Minnesota game is do the Hawks take care of the ball a little bit better? Those 26 turnovers are just way too many. And as good as it was to see 32 assists, the Hawks should win games where they have 32 assists by 20 points. They shouldn't win it by um, free throw shooting and you know the end of the game, it being a 10-point game or so. But... Really wonderful performances. It continues to be gratifying to see Clint Capella pick up his production and really ramp up. He's been such an amazing force and a guy that the Hawks have just not had these first few years with Trey Young. And then to see DeAndre Hunter just continue to play as well as he has. Um, it's disappointing. I would have loved to see uh, Cam Reddish out there. and um, But to see DeAndre Hunter really start to put it together and really Kevin Herter as well as has taken this starters position and really done a nice job with it. I think in both games that he started, he's done all right and has shown how important it is for the Hawks to have other ball handlers. But the Hawks have another home game playing the Detroit Pistons, who they beat earlier this year without Blake Griffin. It looks like Blake Griffin will play against the Hawks on Wednesday, and we will talk about that game on Wednesday. Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!